Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the grip and imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. I'm Ryan Gable. And this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast, airing right here on the Fringe FM, five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 
If you'd like to contact us, and I encourage you to do so, the email is rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Or on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And of course, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our full show archive, books, and more at thesecretteachings.info. I really hope that everyone enjoyed last night's broadcast because what we did last night was we looked at the new normal of the abnormal of the paranormal and how the paranormal, which is now the normal, meaning that the old normal is the new paranormal, but from the perspective of remembering the past, our present situation is truly paranormal, and by extension and association, we see those things that are paranormal as being supernatural, as being metaphysical, as being magical in nature. And so we looked over the themes and the symbols of this new paranormal reality. We've heard about COVID-19 for many months now, respiratory infection, but we've also seen very little, if any, evidence to confirm the claims that have been made about COVID-19. We've heard predictions that have been inaccurate. We hear about death tolls that are not only inaccurate, they are highly disingenuous and misleading. And the public has reacted in the same way that institutions have reacted based on media guidance, based on governmental guidance or misguidance that has whipped the population of the United States and of the world into a frenzied state of terror and fear. Regardless of what you think about current events and about health, there's no question that the general populace, the general public, are in a state of terror and a state of frenzy. When I think of that word, I think of the lady on the tripod, the Oracle of Delphi, working herself into a frenzy, having been inhaling the toxic, noxious fumes coming up from cracks in the earth. These toxic, noxious fumes were poisonous, but they were considered to have some form of divine component to them, and that after convulsing and speaking perhaps in tongues or babbling, what the oracle said was considered to be the word of God or the word of the gods and taken to be quite literal as a prediction. And then, of course, as the terror and the frenzy and the fear of COVID-19 began to become truly a new normal, people might not have been after several months of quarantine, lockdown, house arrest, and several months of mask-wearing, glove-wearing, disinfection 
maybe they weren't as concerned. So, societally, we had to have another event that recharged the general public and that, once again, shows how malleable the collective herd can be and is. Terrified again, and a different kind of terror, really a terror of disgust and anger over perceived and perhaps, though it's hard to define, unless you are extremely biased, what exactly is police brutality, especially when it's taken out of context and you don't see the entire situation. Cops don't just shoot people to shoot people. That does happen, but oftentimes when the cop shoots someone, it might have been because that individual did something that warranted being shot. But that doesn't mean I'm defending the cops. It doesn't mean I'm in support or not in support of a particular group or cause. It's merely an observation. So the general public now are in a frenzy over equality and what we perceive to be racial tension and division, the likes of which have not been as publicly present until, much like COVID-19, people became aware of it through media that told them what to think, that told them how to think, and how long they should think about something. You can play quarantine, you can play apocalypse, you can play pandemic for a while, but if you don't have a reason to continue to play, then it it becomes kind of boring. So there has to be another reason why you need to be worried and afraid. And there's always a reason that you need to be worried and afraid, but this time, it's not so much an invisible enemy, it's an invisible ideology. An ideology that you can't really identify, you can't really see if someone is racist or if someone is sexist. And these terms get used consistently out of context and out of definition. And as a result of that, it's actually muddied the meaning of what these words are and what they express and what they represent, be it racism, be it sexism. And the constant false dilemma that we live through every single day, that if you don't support one thing, if you don't think another thing, then you must support another thing or you must believe one thing. You must see the world through a very, very narrow, rigid, biased, old school mentality because you don't agree or because you don't take a stance. They say, silence is violence. Participate in cultural and social and economic destruction or you are the problem. It's plain and simple, pure, raw propaganda, mind control. It's attempted coercive persuasion to get the individual to comply based on emotional responses of, it's not so much that I agree with this movement, but you're right, if I don't support this movement, I probably am racist, I probably am sexist, I probably am not a good person. Now all of this is part of the frenzied state 
that we individually and collectively exist in, one that is highly manufactured, highly refined, and the batteries are replaced every so often. The most recent battery replacement, of course, was the death of George Floyd, although there have been whites, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, and others who have died by the hands of the police for various reasons over the last couple of weeks. Very little concern about that. There was, of course, the story of a man at Wendy's, and the Wendy's was burned down. I'm sure some of you saw that. But we never really get the entire story. We never really got the whole Trayvon Martin story either. Remember when the media released the audio tape? And the audio tape was all about how George Zimmerman was saying he's following this black kid, and this black kid is going to do this, this black kid is going to do that. Except when they released the full tape, the only reason he said black was because the operator asked him, what does the person look like? And he said, he's black. So they cut that. I think even the mainstream media, the mainstream corporate dinosaur press, acknowledged that it was edited. Just like they've, they've done with presidential candidates before, photoshopping, fake photos, or not fake photos, real photos used in place of what should have been a photo from a particular event. I mean, it's so fraudulent. It's so fake. But then you start using terms like fake news, and it plays into the narrative. It plays into the framing of reality that is, although perhaps perceived as alternative and independent, is very much a part of that same system. I feel like that's why you find people that think very similar to you, not because you share similar faiths or beliefs, but because of all backgrounds, all points of view, various points of view, when you think for yourself, when you think critically, you learn to do that without emotional bias. What ultimately happens is you come to reasonable, logical conclusions that other people also come to, whether they're white or black or Jewish or Christian or Muslim, etc. It doesn't matter. So, The metaphysical component of all of this, the magical component with your respiratory infection and your George Floyd, I can't breathe, came together last night when we talked about the breath of the black god. And we know that uh, Osiris, the uh, Egyptian god, is known as the green man because he was a god of agriculture. It's believed that the god inhabited crops He was all around, but he inhabited crops. So when crops were cut down, the king, the god, was killed. This became known as the ritual killing of the king, something done at Daly Plaza to a U.S. president, John F. Kennedy. And his assassination, his death, more so a ritual assassination, the murdering of the king of Camelot, the Knights of the Round Table, the death of Kennedy very much mirrored the myth of Osiris and his golden, beautiful, decorated coffin. And the coffin, of course, represents the material world, Osiris representing the soul of things. When the soul, when the god, when the king is killed in the crop, the crop is made into bread, perhaps made into wine, the grape crop, 
and you eat of the flesh and drink of the blood and you have everlasting life. It's the God, it's the king, it's the green man, the sun that penetrates the earth, the woman, and nine months later gives birth to the harvest that we cut down for our last supper and for our harvest seasons and festivals and celebrations and feasts. So the god Osiris put into the coffin, this is a prototype, of course, and the myth for Moses, who was put in a basket and placed on the river and was raised in the Egyptian royal family. There are Indian myths and Indian traditions as well about children being placed in baskets and placed on a river. And when the child would be brought by the river and the basket to the banks downriver, they would be raised as some form of royalty, at least in the secret societies. And so Osiris's basket, his coffin, his body, that encases the soul, floats down the river and is eventually taken up by a tree that grows its roots around it. Trees are representative of wisdom. And of course, the tree is then cut down and turned into a pillar. Therefore, Osiris is raised, like Moses, raised in the temple as an integral part of that temple, of that palace, of a foreign king. Of course, Isis, his wife, goes and finds him. The story proceeds, as I explained in great detail last night, to Osiris being resurrected, his brother attempting to murder him, this time more permanently, cutting his body into 14 pieces, much like the autopsies and the observations of John F. Kennedy's body scattered about the country. And at Daly Plaza, a 14-piece obelisk was erected And, of course, the obelisk further is a symbol of the phallus and a ray of sunlight frozen in time as the male generative force. And that obelisk is the main piece that was missing that had to be created by Isis in Egypt. Thirteen pieces were found. Fourteenth piece, the fourteenth piece, was not found, so she had to make one out of gold or out of beeswax, as various versions of the story tell. And so when George Floyd a young black man who has been held up to martyr status, to godlike status, some form of glorification, a black man who was placed into a golden coffin just a couple of days ago as part of his funeral and public what I would call a death ritual. And his death, unlike Osiris's death, has not brought peace and has not brought abundance. It's brought hatred and it's brought even more violence. Now, perhaps that's not the intention of some groups, but we're not talking about specific groups and taking sides here on the show. We're observing the grand scheme of things. And so the magical energy the magical flow of energy is sustained and it is maintained by 
incantations, slogans, I can't breathe, hashtags, and memes, which are sigils. And it feeds into that image, into that icon, into that black god, and maintains its power. Tonight, I want you to think a little bit differently about what's going on, because rather than talking about the occult nature of this stuff, or talking about the parapolitical nature of this stuff, or simply observing current events in general, at the end of last night's show, I shared with you some very practical information. Maybe you don't think it's practical. I think it's absolutely critical. It's absolutely vital information about how societally people are choosing to fight back against what they perceive as a pathogenic organism in COVID-19, regardless of what you think about viruses and Louis Pasteur and the germ theory, regardless of what you think about any of this stuff, the information tonight cannot be disputed. And I don't think anybody is disputing it. I just don't think it's very well known. And this information pertains to the things that people are doing to kill what they perceive to be a virus that they are at war with. And the way that they are individually and collectively attempting to kill this organism, which is not really an organism, but the way they are attempting to do it is with a toxic chemical. And not just a toxic chemical, but a toxic chemical that, like most other toxic chemicals, the tens to hundreds of thousands that are on the market, it has adverse effects. Really, they are just direct effects of the chemical itself because it is poisonous. And as a result of the poisonous nature of these cleaning products, People have reactions, skin irritation, and breathing irritation, respiratory problems. A poison is a substance that is capable of causing illness or death of a living organism when introduced or absorbed. A poison is something that can change the mechanisms of a living organism. If you come into contact with many of these cleaning agents that are being used, and then afterwards, for some reason you start feeling sick, maybe you think that that guy at the store who didn't have a mask on made you sick, even though he or she was on the other side of the store. They could have sneezed and the droplets could have traveled 39 feet to where you were. The droplets could have traveled 100 feet. They could have traveled 132 feet. They could have traveled a whole football field to get you. But you don't question what those chemicals were being sprayed on the register, on the touchpad. They put the plastic over the touchpad. You touch the touchpad, plastic, whether they wipe it down or not, after every use is irrelevant. And then you touch your face, you touch your product. Many of these chemicals are meant to leave residue behind even after they are wiped up meaning that you're getting that residue on that t-shirt you bought 
You're getting that residue on the food that you're purchasing. You're getting the residue on the food that is prepared for you if these chemicals are used, especially in excess. Essentially, the use of the chemical itself is in excess, but any use of the chemical as part of a cleaning, sanitizing process, sanitation more than cleaning, which you can do with soap and water, for the food preparation at restaurants where you go pick up your food. These are poisons. These affect the biological components of the body. And tonight I want to share with you a little bit of what I found about these chemicals. One chemical compound in particular that is very, very poisonous. And despite the fact that the FDA says it's generally recognized as safe, we have tremendous amounts of information that not only dispute the grass claim, but completely and absolutely demonstrate that the chemical is very, very poisonous, very toxic, and it actually induces the very so-called side effects it produces, the very conditions that people would otherwise associate with COVID-19. And we're spraying it everywhere. Tonight, I want to tell you about this chemical You've probably inhaled it, touched it, ingested it at some point in the last couple of months. We're going to talk about that chemical and how to avoid it and how to inform other people of what is being sprayed, what is being poured, mixed, dumped, etc. right here on The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere more after this break. Stay with us on The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable. Don't go anywhere. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, Check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info. Or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Alex X. Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, 
our occult arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the blue chicken avian shirts, among others like the paranormal desert shirt. Check them out on TeePublic by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is Ryan Gable of the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast, where we expose frauds, say the uncomfortable, and discover patterns. And you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Understand the procedure now? To stop a few of their machines and radios and telephones and lawnmowers. Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch the pattern. And this pattern is always the same? With few variations. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. And it's themselves. All we need to do is sit back and watch. This is Freddie Silva, author of First Templar Nation. My website is www.invisibletemple.com and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio with your host, Ryan Gable. Thanks for being very knowledgeable. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have someone who actually understands the subject matter that uh, he's discussing. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. You know, chemicals individually can be very toxic on their own. Some might be proven to be safe, but in a lot of ways that's just subjective to the industry that produces the study. 
but usually even if it is proven safe, two words that need def uh, defining, it's usually just in a small dose. And if we define the words proven and safe, well, proven just means something's been proven to do something. I mean, that could, that could represent a proof that something is very poisonous or it could represent proof that it's not poisonous. But when you have small doses that are considered acceptable for safety, that implies that larger doses would be more toxic. And of course, the way that industries are able to produce chemicals and products of all kinds, all kinds of industries that they say are safe in small doses is because they're not factoring in the overall accumulation of that chemical or whatever the particular ingredient might be in a product. Maybe it's lead paint. Maybe it's a chemical in your food. Maybe it's something used to clean water at a municipality. So if any of these things affect the body, if they affect biological organisms, if they affect any living organism, then they are by definition poisons. And there's no way to debate that. They're just poisons. Now, maybe that doesn't mean that the word poison in the context that we might perceive it to be this horrible negative thing, which, well, it's not a great thing. It's not a good thing. but just because something is poisonous doesn't necessarily mean that if we touch it, we're going to die, but poison accumulates in the body. So if you had something that maybe you use for your household cleaning that's toxic, but it's okay in small doses, but you're using it often, and then you go to work and there's another product there that you're using to clean with, or at least maybe the office is using it to clean, and that's also acceptable in a small dose. And then you take your car to a garage and you get it cleaned out and worked on a little bit. And maybe they put one of those air fresheners in your car or maybe they spray something to clean the fabric. And it's safe in a small dose. And then, you know, you go down to a restaurant and you get some food, something processed and filled with preservatives, and those are all proven safe in a small dose. And it just proceeds like that every single day of your life. So what you're doing at home, what you're doing at work, what you're doing at the car dealer, what you're doing at a restaurant, all of these things begin to accumulate. And the environment created as a result of this accumulation is a toxic environment, which depending on what you are exposed to and how much and how often, causes skin irritation, respiratory irritation of the lungs, irritation of the eyes, irritation of all the organs in your body. Maybe you drink some water that's not properly cleaned, even with the cleaners they use, and there's a little bit of fecal material in there. You don't think about that, but you probably drink finkel material often if you don't have a water purifier. Not trying to be gross, that's just just a reality. If you, if you really want to think about what you're drinking uh, consistently, it's probably various forms of pharmaceutical drugs, birth control, pesticides that are not removed from the drinking water. That's why you need a really good 
water filter. But if you're consuming something like that, your body's probably going to say, hey, we don't want that here. That's not good. We don't want this foreign material in the body. Like when you get a splinter and it swells up and pusses and pushes the splinter out eventually, if you don't get it, it's a foreign piece of material. It's not supposed to be in the body. The body reacts and pushes it out. It's a natural reaction. So you start vomiting or you get diarrhea, and maybe they say that you've got cholera because of that. And cholera is a funny thing because they say it's caused by a bacteria, but a lot of the people that have the bacteria don't experience any symptoms. They don't have diarrhea. They don't have vomiting. They experience nothing. They're fine. So it calls into question how the cholera bacteria can be pathogenic if it doesn't cause a reaction in people that have it in their body. And one of the ways they fix cholera is just rehydration. So it can't be that bad of a pathogen or a pathogen at all if you just drink some more water. Because diarrhea and vomiting, along with skin rash and fever, these are all natural processes of the body. You get a fever, get a skin rash, you have diarrhea, you have vomiting. These are all things that the body does in order to expel toxins. If you think about it for a second, many of the effects of disease, many of the symptoms of disease are in fact just the body's natural processes attempting to expel poisons. And that's all that they are. Now, it seems really, really simple. And it is really, really simple, but it's been made complex with erroneous theories and unproven claims and faulty beliefs. And of course, profit selling various forms of medical treatments, never cures. They're always treatments. They're going to treat you. And doctors are never doctors because doctors are always practicing medicine. So you vomit, you have diarrhea, you get a skin rash. Maybe you have trouble breathing. Well, your body's reacting to something. And so what do we do when this happens? We take drugs, we take more chemicals into our body to suppress the body's natural reaction. Whether that's a fever, whether that's vomiting, diarrhea, rash, etc. It's trying to expel poison. And if you shut down the mechanisms that the body uses to expel that poison, well, do I really need to explain it? It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty obvious. So what about the sustained use of low-dose chemicals? Let's say that industry and administrators of those industries are correct and that small doses don't affect you. Well, what about sustained use of small, limited doses? And what about sustained use of those low doses when you have them in various environments, home, work, when you go out to do something for fun, for entertainment? What happens when you're exposed to them in all these settings? 
and it's a sustained exposure, and it's over years and years and years and years. And conditions that you have that might be skin-related or whatever they might be, they just persist, they stay there, and they don't go away. Well, there's obviously a reason for that, and it's not because you just don't have the right kind of drug. Drugs are going to alter the biochemical nature of the body, making the drugs that we take to feel better, to get rid of symptoms without addressing the root source of the problem, pretty obvious stuff. The drugs are poison, and that's why you end up having to take a second drug, and then a third drug, and then a fourth drug. It's profitable, but it's not logical. It's profitable, makes a lot of money, maybe makes people feel good, like, hey, this drug is going to work. All I have to do is pop this pill. I don't have to stop doing XYZ. I can continue to kill myself slowly with accumulative toxins in my environment, whether I'm aware of it or not, but I don't have to do anything except take this pill and it all goes away. Except those pills those liquids, those drops, everything that you consume as a drug, as a medicine, ultimately interferes with your body's natural processes, making those things poisons, which ultimately leads to even poorer health. But let's also say that something's been proven safe in small doses, and we even account somehow to the industry's credit, that sustained low doses are not dangerous. Let's say that that's true. It's not, but let's say that it is true. What about when you mix those chemicals with other chemicals and environments that cannot and are not tested in a laboratory? Well, a combination of these chemicals leads to what I might call, kind of tongue-in-cheek, a chemical X, because we have no idea. The types of things we come into contact with every day, we inhale, we ingest, we touch. And the combination of those chemicals have never been tested in a laboratory. They can't test it in a laboratory. It's real-world interaction that cannot be simulated in a laboratory. And even if it could, those laboratory results are controlled and don't factor in other unknown or other unknowable factors in the natural environment. So the combination of these chemicals that we're exposed to creates this chemical X mixture, or what could be called a condition X, that we blame on viruses and bacterium and funguses. Now, I mean, there are things like parasites that really do feed off of the host, but parasites need the host in order to survive, so parasites normally don't kill the host, and the host might feel drained in a way, but maybe you have energy or something like this, but it's not going to necessarily kill the host. It's not like you want a parasite. I mean, that's, that's kind of what politics are anyway, aren't they? Poly, many, not mono, one, poly, polytheism, many gods, poly, ticks, many ticks, or politrix, many tricks. So these chemicals combine into what I call condition X, and then we blame that on other things like bacteria, viruses, funguses, etc. And this condition X created by chemical X, unknown 
variables, unknowable variables in the environment, cultivate a condition that, although it's very simple to understand, the exposure to things that are toxic, to, to things that are poisonous, we then react by poisoning ourselves more directly and more thoroughly by taking drugs, injections or pills or powders that make us feel as if they are having an effect. And sometimes they do have an effect. In fact, a lot of the time they have an effect. But it's kind of like, and I've never, I've never done drugs except for sugar. But, and I tried alcohol a few times, but it's not really my thing. And, and yes, sugar is a drug. It's about as addictive as heroin or cocaine. But if you were to do a drug, I, from the people I've talked to who do drugs, whether it's marijuana or whether they've done cocaine, it usually makes you feel good. And whether or not you're addicted to it or not, I mean, people do it because it makes them feel good. They, they get a good feeling. It's like people that drink or people that smoke. Everybody's a little different. But you get a good feeling. And a lot of people drink because they, they want to forget about their life or they want to forget about an experience or they want to forget about the day. They just, they just want to feel good. And that's fine. I'm not criticizing that. But what I'm saying is when you do that, you kind of start to forget about, well, your problems. So if you start to forget about your problems, it's kind of like that biologically and chemically when you start taking drugs of any kind, medicines as they call them, in big quotations, medicine. You take the medicines, you take the drugs, all it does like the alcohol, is it makes you forget what your symptoms are because you're not addressing the symptoms. You come into contact every single day with something that's toxic, something that's poisonous, and you develop a skin rash, some form of contact dermatitis or something of this nature. You go to a doctor, they give you lotions and potions, as David Parker would say. They give you lotions and potions, or they give you some kind of uh, you know elixir-like substance that has a warning, do not ingest, do not get in the eyes, do not apply too much contact poison control, because it's just poison, much like a tube of toothpaste that says contact poison control if swallowed. Why? Well, because fluoride is poisonous. While it occurs naturally, well, there are a lot of things that occur naturally that are poisonous. Something about the, the natural world community, if you will, and if I had to put myself into a category, I'd say I'm a purist in a way, but I'm not really a part of that natural world community because I think it's a misnomer that anything natural is good for you. And that's anyone who has common sense knows that's not true. Just because something's natural doesn't mean it's good for you. you know, of course, your natural flavors and your natural fragrances, it's all chemicals. If it was, a, if it was truly a lemon flavor, it would just be lemon. It wouldn't be lemon flavor. It might say, not necessarily, it might say lemon flavored. And then you read the back and it might actually have organic lemon in it or just lemon juice in it. You know, then you have to see, well, what was added to the lemon juice? What Did they add something else to it? What, what's being hi hidden? It's always, always, always something that you have to read and you have to do a little bit of investigation into. So recently I've been doing an investigation and I explained last night on the broadcast on the show called Breath of the Black God. And I put it in our free archive because I think it's a really interesting, really important show. 
And if you have the ability to do it, it's completely free. You can go download it. You can stream it. You can share it with others on social media. We only operate the Facebook page, so I don't operate other social media platforms. Go to facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and find me there, Ryan Gable. So you can find both of our pages. My personal page is also basically a show page. You can see our promos when we post them, but you can share. And I'm asking you, please share the show if you enjoy it. A lot of listeners, uh, I know, share the website with people and let them know about the show. And I appreciate that. If you have you know questions or concerns or anything like that, you can always email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. I'll give that out again slow, r-d-g-a-b-l-e, r-d-g-a-b-l-e, you know, like Clark Gable, R-D, Romeo Delta Gable at yahoo.com. That's how you can contact us here on The Secret Teachings. And if you want to contact me tonight and you want access to some of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you, I can send you some links or I can simply tonight, if you take notes, you pause and listen to this later, you can write down these headlines and then you can go find the actual studies and the reports for yourself because I know, like myself, a lot of you like that. If I'm listening to a radio show, I want to hear you know, what the host is saying, but I also want to see what they're saying if they're talking about a study, a report, something like this, because I want to go read what the initial report said. I mean, there's a lot of radio hosts I completely trust. They don't exaggerate as far as I'm concerned, but I still want to see the original source because although I might agree, I might be able to interpret something or see something they missed and they see things I miss, and that's why we always want to provide the source of the information, and this isn't like speculative hype and drama. It's just real. That's why it's hard to advertise with realness because people want hype and sensationalism, and that's cool. That's just not what this show's about. So I did an investigation. Explained it a little bit last night. I had a little bit of a rash on my arms, my right and my left arms. And I speculated about what it could be. I thought at first maybe I had developed a very serious wheat allergy because when this developed, I had had been making some soups. It was still very cold here in New York. March, it just really got warm recently here in June. But like March, you know, April, I was making a lot of soup. I cook everything homemade, all organic ingredients. And as I was making the soups, you know, I kind of got that craving. I'd really like some bread. So I went down to Wegmans a couple of times and I, grocery store here in New York, and I went to the baking section and I grabbed uh, an organic rosemary sourdough bread. It is just as good as it sounds. They put a little bit of salt on top. It's crispy, warm inside, fluffy, very, very delicious. And all it is is like organic flour, which is organic wheat flour, water, salt, and organic rosemary with olive oil. And that's that's it. There's nothing else in it. And it's funny because all the organic breads are like three or four or five ingredients. And all the other breads, which are they're about the same price, there are like 40 ingredients in these things. Like I need a dictionary and about a half hour to sit down and read the ingredient list. You know, but they have similar versions of it for the same price that have none of that crap in it. I just don't, I don't understand. 
However, I purchased this rosemary bread. So long story short, I was eating that over a couple of weeks, probably into like late April, early May. And this rash persisted, so I thought maybe I was allergic to wheat. And I thought, all right, I want to stop eating. It's not like I was eating a loaf of bread every night. It was like I would eat a, a, a loaf of bread a week with the soup. And so I decided I'm going to stop eating this, no more wheat. And uh, I really hadn't eaten any sugar, processed sugar anyway, a lot of fruit. So I thought, well, it can't really be sugar, so that's not causing the inflammation. It can exacerbate it, but it's not causing the inflammation. It's not the wheat. So what exactly is it? And I realized the part-time job I work, we've been using for produce since I started working there over a year and a half ago, a red-pink chemical. We put a few drops in a metal knife tray with warm water for the knives, and we put a few drops in the sink with some water to clean the dishes, although it's not really cleaning if you're using this particular chemical. It's more like sanitizing, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. And when stores began these clean campaigns where they started spraying everything down with chemicals, you'll notice that a lot of stores are using a bottle with a pinkish-reddish chemical in it, and it's the same chemical. It's uh, produced by several companies. One's called Alpha Chemical, and this chemical is sprayed on door handles. It's sprayed on the frozen or refrigerated food handles. It's sprayed on the glass on the windows. It's sprayed on the belt at the register, the plastic shielding that is completely useless at a lot of registers at the grocery store or retail stores. It's sprayed on the keypad. It's sprayed where they push your food or your product down on the register area. It's sprayed everywhere. And when it's sprayed, it's obviously going to be aerosolized into a kind of stream or a mist, and it can be inhaled, obviously. So I looked at the chemical, and the chemical that we've been using, which has been considered safe for food by the FDA, no one ever told me what the chemical was, and it's not their fault they didn't tell me. I just don't think anybody knew. I mean, I consider myself hyper aware of these things, and I didn't know. I just, once I looked at it, I just thought, okay, that's got to be bad. Let me look that up. And then I found just really simple information, really quick information. I mean, I knew it was toxic anyway, but you just find really simple information online from major universities, major publications. And what we were using was a QAC. And now this is the same thing being used by a lot of stores to what they say, clean disinfect their stores, whether that's doors or handles or racks or whatever it might be. These QACs are quaternary ammonium compounds, and they come in a variety of forms. The name on the container that we have and that you might see at a lot of stores that you go to if you go to any stores, alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. It also comes by a number of other names, 
I'll read them to you here, but you're not going to be quizzed on this because uh, I don't think I could even spell these with a spell check. Benzyl conium chloride, dodysyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride, laurel dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride, benzyl C1016 alkyl dimethyl, that's all one thing, and then the other forms of chlorides, benzyl C1216 alkyl dimethyl chlorides, benzyl C1218 alkyl dimethyl chlorides, benzyl C1618 alkyl dimethyl chlorides, and didisyl and didisyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. A lot of stuff going on there, huh? And regardless of how toxic or poisonous these combinations of chemicals are, this is just one example of QACs, something as simple and as cheap, because this stuff is not cheap, something as simple and as cheap as hydrogen peroxide has been shown if you believe and you want to think, and maybe you're right, that these chemicals can kill viruses, bacteria, pathogens, and that's why we need to use them to keep people safe. Even if that were true, peroxide, hydrogen peroxide, and I'm not even talking about like super high-grade, food-grade hydrogen peroxide. I'm talking about just basic hydrogen peroxide has been shown to be just as effective, if not more effective, in producing the same results as these expensive toxic chemicals. Now that is a breaking news headline. And that is something that you need to share with other people. You need to share, if you work somewhere that uses these chemicals, you need to share this information because it's really, really important. Primarily because when you expose yourself to quaternary ammonium compounds, among other things, The effects are essentially the symptoms of COVID-19. Isn't that swell? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. The website www.thesecretteachings.info. Please email us at rdgable at yahoo.com if you have any questions or comments. And don't go anywhere. More of The Secret Teachings on the other side of this break. Stay with us. Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books 
at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on TeePublic by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener. And we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm. Call the station at 501-777-5631 or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. This is Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast, where we expose frauds, say the uncomfortable, and discover patterns. And you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. A reminder that the future is not some distant glimmer, but a bright light shining in your eyes. This is the future we are in right now. Where our phones are the first things that we touch when we wake up, the last thing we touch before falling asleep. Radiant. Seductive screens we so lovingly, endlessly gaze upon. Much like you're doing right now. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome. Welcome to the darkness. 
I hope you find it enlightening. Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings radio show airing right here on the Fringe FM five nights a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But you can find our full show archive with great guests and timeless subjects at www.thesecretteachings.info. You know, we're worried about getting sick more than ever because of COVID-19. We're worried about people breathing, coughing, sneezing. We'd probably be more afraid of someone choking that they could get us sick than we would about helping them. But when you think about the things that make us sick, there are a lot of things that make us sick that we don't ever consider because a very simplistic understanding of health and nutrition and the natural world in which we participate in partly would allow us to understand disease in a way that would be likewise very simple but we've taken a simple idea a simple concept and we've complicated it And a lot of this is based on fallacy. It's based on the disingenuous and false claims of industries that wish to profit over public and individual health, like chemical companies, for example. You could say, well, don't pick on chemical companies. They provide us with necessary chemicals that are the essences of life. I mean, even Brussels sprouts have chemicals, yeah, they, they do, but although you might be able to manufacture artificial synthetic hormones and synthetic chemicals in a laboratory, they don't have the same effect as organic chemicals do. They're synthetic, so they're missing something. They're missing life. They're missing the spark of life. You can create a, a drone that looks and acts like a human, but it doesn't have the soul. A lot of people say that's what the gray aliens are. They're just little drones, and they're trying to understand human souls. But that's a subject for another night. We think about our health from the standpoint of we might eat a piece of meat or some other kind of food that could give us food poisoning, or we drink some water that's contaminated. The thing is, That food, that water might be contaminated. It just probably isn't contaminated with some form of pathogenetic bacterium or virus or fungus or something like that. I mean, if you eat something that's kind of old and rotting, it's not that there are 
microorganisms that are going to make you sick. It's not the microorganism that makes you sick. It's the decaying organic material that your body says, hey, this isn't good. Get this out of the body. So maybe you vomit, maybe you have diarrhea, maybe you run a fever, maybe you get a rash. I mean, these are all ways in which your body reacts when you develop little pustulates like smallpox. Your body's trying to get rid of something. When you cough, sneeze, fever, vomiting, diarrhea, all these things are natural processes of the body. And we shut them down with chemicals, with drugs, with quote-unquote medicines, and they make us feel better, but they don't actually address the root source of the problem. It's like drinking or smoking or getting high or doing some other kind of drug because it makes you feel good, but it doesn't eliminate the root source of the problem. If you feel really bad because you can't pay your rent or, you know, can't pay your car payment or insurance rates went up or, you know, maybe your rent went up in cost or just something happened that you just don't have the money for and you're really stressed out or you got family issues, you're really stressed out. Drinking a bunch, smoking a bunch doesn't take away those problems, but it might make you feel better. In the long run, it does enough damage to your body that even when you're not consuming those things, you're going to feel worse and therefore, that compounds the problem, meaning that you'll have to do some more drugs, drink some more. I mean, there are other things. It's not just drugs and alcohol. But we immerse ourselves in a digital environment for the same kind of reason. I mean, that also produces internal bioelectrical bio bio and chemical reactions in the body that puts us in states that are very similar to if we did do heroin or cocaine or marijuana or drink alcohol or you know, consuming large amounts of sugar is a great example. Numbing ourselves with television and things like this is another example. But we rarely think of chemicals that might have made it into that water or into that food that made us sick. Pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, chemicals that are used to clean, to disinfect, chemicals that are used to kill microbes, and chemicals can be toxic alone or they can be proven safe by some rudimentary standard, but usually they're proven safe in really small doses. So the question is, what exactly is a safe dose? And a safe dose, by definition, is a dose that has no risk. So something can be safer, but something that has a risk might not be so safe as we perceive it. But that word feels good. It's safe. It's safe. It's safer, but if it's safe, then there shouldn't be any risk. If there is a risk, it's just safer, and that doesn't necessarily mean anything at all. So if it affects the biology of a living organism, if it affects you chemically, if it affects you electromagnetically, if electromagnetic frequencies affect the body, the body is partly electrical, that's also poisonous. Cellular phones are poisonous. If you live next to a cellular tower or there's one on your building or you sleep next to your Wi-Fi router for some reason, even if it's in the same room with you, even if it's in the same house with you, even if your neighbor has one and you don't have one, these are all poisons that affect the body. If something affects the body in this way, if it affects a living organism, it is a poison. Period. So the question then becomes, what about 
if these poisons were okay in small doses. What about sustained exposure to small doses? Well, let's say that that's okay too. There's no accumulation. So it's proven safe in small doses. Sustained low doses are okay. Let's just go along with the company line. What happens when you mix those chemicals with other chemicals and other environments that cannot and are not created and tested in a laboratory? Well, the combination of these chemicals leads to what I call chemical X. It's a combination of chemicals. There's no information. There's no study. There's no safety. There's no risk assessment. It's just a combination of chemicals in an open world environment that nobody can isolate to detail what's causing one problem or another. Therefore, the conditions that result from this are really a combination of conditions that we classify as symptom complexes of disease. But really what they are are X conditions. They are condition X. And we blame that on viruses, bacterium, funguses, and things like that. So I did some research recently. I had a rash on my left and right arm, and I thought at first it was because I was eating a little bit of organic wheat wasn't eating really any processed sugar, but I stopped eating the wheat and I had went out of town a couple of weeks ago. And when I went out of town, the rash started to go away. Now I had already speculated and I even asked a doctor. I know I I asked him what he thought about the rash and he said, well, it could be fungal. And I said, I don't think it's fungal. I said, I think it's, you know, how dare me disagree with the doctor. How dare you How dare you, says Greta Antifa Thunberg. Uh, So I disagreed with the doctor, but he was cool with it. He he actually said that I, I could be very well right. I said that I think the cleaning product at my part time job was responsible, even though I'm not using it anymore. I stopped because of how toxic it is. It's in the air, it's aerosolized, it's sprayed. And he said that very well could be it. So now that you've stopped using it, see if you're rash or your, you know, skin red flakiness goes away. And and it has pretty much, I mean, it is knock on wood. It's gone about 80 plus, eh, maybe not 80 plus, but about eight, let's give it a good 75 to 80% away. And that's without lotions or potions or creams or anything like that. It's just gone because it's not exposed to this toxic chemical anymore, which was causing the contact dermatitis, which is what he said that he thought it was. Um, regardless if it was caused by uh, one thing or another. So I started doing some research, and I read the container, and the container said that the product, I have the safety data sheet here, but before I even got the safety data sheet, I read it, and the product itself is alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. It's C1216. I looked it up, and I found university reports from the University of Ohio, I found FDA regulations. I found publications, EPUB publication about this compound, birth defects research published by Wiley Periodicals Incorporated. There's a journal. I found Mount Sinai Hospital and others all talking about this chemical. So I did a little bit of reading. It didn't take very long. I found that this chemical, as would be expected, is extremely toxic. It's extremely toxic to, well, the basic 
parts of the body that are sensitive, like your skin, which is an organ. It affects the skin. One of the side effects, if you will, the effect, is contact dermatitis. The very thing I had and the very thing that I speculated was caused by the chemical, and when I stopped exposing myself to it, it's going away. Didn't need any lotion, didn't need any potion, it just went away. So I did a little more reading, and I put together a folder I have right here on my desk called Cleaning Hazards, and I'd be happy to share the contents with you. I'm going to share them verbally, but if you'd like copy or link of something, just message me and I'll get you the link. But pay attention because I'm going to give you the headline and how to find the information as well online for yourself. In doing my research, I came across the California Department of Pesticide Regulation, the Department of Pesticide Regulation, the DPR, which provided full funding for this particular product assessment titled Choosing Safer Products to Clean and Sanitize Your Home. Now, this stuff is quite elementary for most of us and for most of you. And if it's not elementary for you, if it's college level, that's not because you're stupid. It's just because you've never read any of this before. If you would have told me, you know, Ryan, quaternary ammonium compounds are not good. If you'd have told me about QACs a month ago, I'd have been like, can you define QAC for me? (laughs) I wouldn't have known. I have to look this up too. And then I learn about it and then I share it with you. And this is really important because what these chemicals do are essentially, they cultivate an environment that is identical to the side effects or to the symptoms of COVID-19, among other things. That's why this is so important. So this particular Choosing Safer Products to Clean and Sanitize Your Home paper talks about reading labels, and it says that there are various forms of warnings that will let you know if a product is dangerous. Pretty much any chemical, synthetic, even organic chemicals, are going to have warnings. You don't ingest it. Don't spray it in your eyes. You know, Don't dump it on your skin they'll usually say something like danger, which means that a product is very hazardous. They'll say something like warning, 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 danger, Will Robinson. Warning, which tells us the product is hazardous, but it's not as dangerous as something that's branded danger, danger, danger. Now, of course, when a product like this we call cleaning product is aerosolized or it's put in a spray bottle, this increases your risk of exposure to the chemical. Plus, a lot of these are added to with fragrances, which are more chemicals. And of course, of the list of chemicals and the list of warnings and what these chemicals can cause, which include asthma, which is also linked to eczema, cancer, a chemical burning of your lungs and skin. It's irritating to your lungs. I mean, these are these are uh, VOCs, volatile organic compounds, some of them. So if you're going to breathe them in, it's going to be harmful to your lungs. So respiratory condition, I can't breathe. It's probably because of the QAC. It also interferes with the functioning of your liver and other organs. Well, because your liver detoxifies, so it's going to send that filth through the liver. And, of course, it's teratogenic, which means it affects your reproductive system. And, of course, it has health effects on babies. It's part of the 
reproductive system. In this paper, this is referenced from the EPA.gov uh, website, Environmental Working Group, and a number of others. They talk about some of the worst chemicals that you can use to clean with include quaternary ammonium compounds, ADBACs, alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. Now that's just an observation paper to get us started. If you go to the FDA's website, you can type this in, FDA, Code of Federal Regulations Title 21, and just type in ammonium chloride, and you'll get a page from the FDA that says, generally recognized as safe. It's generally safe. You know, so it's okay. It's generally recognized as safe. Not everybody, not everybody recognizes it as safe, but safe means no risk. So it can't be generally recognized as safe. It can only be generally recognized. Generally recognized as what? Well, it's only going to be recognized as what it does, and that's poison. It's generally recognized as poisonous. It should be grap, generally recognized as poisonous. The FDA says ammonium chloride is produced by the reaction of sodium chloride and an ammonium salt in solution. The ingredient is used in food at levels not to exceed current good manufacturing practice. That is a useless statement like grass, generally recognized as safe, good manufacturing practices. The only good manufacturing practices for companies that don't care about the environment or their employees or the community or anyone else, anything else, is, of course, profit. But that doesn't mean I'm an anti-capitalist because these companies that poison the environment and their employees and uh, uh, customers, they're not capitalists. They're, they're just they're morons. They're greedy. It's disgusting. It doesn't mean we can tear down Western civilization because some companies want to make extra money. That's preposterous. It's ludicrous. But we find not ammonium chloride. We find ammonium in other things. Like, remember the stuff about pink slime? You ever play Fallout 4 and you go into the, uh, you go and I think maybe they had it in, I don't think they had it in 76, but Fallout 4 had it when you go into the school and they had the pink slime on the trays. Well, this pink slime, which was kind of a popular thing in the news about a decade ago, a little less than a decade ago, uh, it has to do with ammonium because ammonium, which is usually associated with cleaning products, it was cleared by U.S. health officials about 50 years ago, roughly, to make foods. And one of the foods, popular foods, is cheese. It's used as a filler for ground beef, and it's made from fatty trimmings that are more susceptible to contamination than other cuts of beef, and therefore they are sprayed with ammonium hydroxide. So since these fillings that they use for beef are quote, susceptible to contamination. What kind of contamination? Maybe it's germ theory. And so they spray them with ammonium hydroxide, which is ammonium mixed with water, to remove the pathogens. Now, if, if that theory was to be dismantled, they wouldn't have to spray that, nor would you be eating filler of this kind anyway. But they call this the, the pink slime. And of course, the meat industry, they've been trying to raise awareness that other foods contain ammonia. Well, they haven't really been trying to raise awareness. They've just been trying to divert attention away from the awareness that people have of the ammonia that they use and the chemicals that they use and the antibiotics and the medicines and the drugs, etc. Ammonium compounds are used as uh, leavening agents in bread as well uh, and also in chocolate. 
Compounds such as ammonium hydroxide, ammonium phosphate, and ammonium chloride are considered safe in small doses, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration says, and they granted ammonium hydroxide status of grass in 1974, just like ammonium chloride, just like all of these other ammonium compounds, they are generally recognized as safe. So don't worry. The FDA says they're generally recognized as safe. Well, despite that fact, that they're generally recognized as safe, which is not a fact, and it's not a definitive statement, it's a general statement, it's a rubber stamp to deflect attention away from the toxicity and from actually doing the perceived job of what these regulatory bodies are supposed to do, and that's protect the public. But there are things that are more important than protecting the public, like the greed of industry or perhaps something more sinister, some might argue. Regardless of what the FDA says or regardless of what industry says, there's no doubt that these chemicals are toxic, that they're poisonous. One study in 2017 showed that QACs cause neural tube deficiencies. They are teratogenic. And they say in the article, given the increased use of these disinfectants, further evaluation of their safety in humans and their contribution to health and disease is essential. Meaning that the initial studies and the initial reports, the initial observations pertaining to the chemical exposure to it and how it contributes to health and disease, uh, it's not even done. So they didn't even turn in their assignment. But it's generally recognized as safe, so it's completely okay. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. When we come back, we're going to get into the chemical itself, what is being sprayed to clean to prevent COVID-19. And what it does is basically create the environment that, well, the symptoms of exposure are the same as the symptoms of COVID-19. Funny how that works. Stay with us more after this. This is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. 
Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on TeePublic by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. This is Reverend John M. Polk from johnpolkmedia.com and you are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Hello, this is James McCanny, and I would like to influence you to listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's a show that brings you a tremendous amount of variety with insight uh, with a lot of great guests. And uh, visit my webpage, jmccsci.com. appreciate your support. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM five nights a week. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. I have here in front of me the safety data sheet from Alpha Chemical, issued in 2015. Very much out of date, but it benefits this particular company because there have been several assessments done of this particular chemical known as alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride which has shown the product to be very toxic, very poisonous and to interfere with the reproductive system among other systems including well, some basic stuff like your skin your lungs, your eyes mucous membranes Just a lot of nasty stuff you really don't want to get into. But we don't really have a choice, do we? Because whether or not COVID-19 or any other disease or pandemic was occurring, these kinds of chemicals are used in grocery stores. These kinds of chemicals are used in retail stores. Now, most stores don't clean like that. Most stores use 
something like, uh, you know, a glass cleaner, which it has chemicals in it, even the green ones that aren't necessarily good. Well, they're not good. And, uh, you know, maybe they use something to wipe down their doors. A lot of stores I know used to use alcohol, which is an effective cleaning agent and sanitizing agent if you're concerned with sanitizing things. But now with COVID-19, we've had months of exposure in heavy doses from keypads to door handles to glass doors at a grocery store to stuff you touch at a retail store. I mean, just think if you you spray something like this chemical on on a metal rack and then you hang hangers on it and then you pick up the hanger, it's not like it gets wiped away. This particular chemical is manufactured to leave a residue. So you're going to touch it, then you touch your face and, you know, maybe you ha- you're having a snack, so you grab some peanuts or something, you put those in your mouth. I mean, th- this is a this is a crisis. And usually it's out of sight, out of mind, but with COVID-19, it's also out of sight, but it's not out of mind because you're being told that it's something to be afraid of. So I'm looking at the safety data sheet here, and it says emergency overview, warning, hazard statements, causes serious eye irritation, causes skin irritation. Appearance is clear, light pink probably seen this chemical places. The precautionary statements from the company in prevention include wash your face, hands, and any exposed skin thoroughly after handling. You don't want to get this stuff on your body. You don't want to get this stuff on your clothes. Wear protective gloves, protective clothing, eye protection, face protection. Now this is not the fault of the place that, that where I work because I nobody I mean it's not the fault of really anybody because the average person has no clue I didn't even know about this particular chemical until a few months ago no one ever instructed me on how to use it properly and maybe hey that's my fault I was supposed to learn but you'd think something that's so toxic so poisonous we'd be a little more concerned about this but again you know we're not concerned about chemicals we're not concerned about things that directly poison us. We're concerned about things that theoretically could make us sick, like COVID-19. The safety data sheet says from the company, and I'll tell you the company name, Alpha Chemical, what are they going to do, sue me for my books? I mean, how many chemical companies manufacture stuff like this? File a lawsuit. First aid measures. Skin contact. So It contacts your skin. It says, wash skin with soap and water. Now, the reason I'm sharing this with you is because it's really obvious how toxic this stuff is, okay? It's really, really obvious. You do not need to be a scholar or an engineer to figure this out, or a chemist or a biologist to figure this stuff out. But this is just what the company's telling you, and then I want to share some other stuff with you here. So wash your skin with soap and water. You need to get this stuff off your skin because it's not good. It gave me contact dermatitis, which by the way is essentially gone because I stopped my exposure to the chemical. Eye contact. Well, I could only imagine how much this burns. One time I got 409 in my eye. I thought I was going to lose my eyesight. You know, it's not good. Well, that's because you got it in your eye. Well, if it was okay, you know, then my eye wouldn't have been irritated. 
It's a chemical. If I'd have drank it or got it on my skin, it would be just as toxic. Because we spray it on a window or we spray it on some wood or we spray it on some metal. You know, I'm not saying 409 in particular. I'm saying any kind of cleaning agent. And then we don't really think about it, but we drop some food on the table. We pick that up, put that in our mouths. These things leave residues. We're inhaling them. We're ingesting them. We're touching them. Our skin is absorbing them all the time. If you inhale it, they just tell you, just get some fresh air. <laughs> That's what the paper says, the safety data sheet. I feel like George Carlin. Now back to the safety, what do you call it, like the safety uh, safety card or something. The sa- oh, the safety lecture. The safety lecture continues. Please place all bags in the overhead <laughs> compartments. The safety data sheet continues. Ingestion. I don't know who's ingesting this, but if you're ingesting it, clean mouth with water and drink afterwards plenty of water. Well, you know, if you're ingesting it, you probably don't know you're ingesting it. So let's say you go to a restaurant and you pick up your food and they've cleaned the back table with this cleaning agent because they got to get rid of COVID-19. So they spray it, they wipe it, it leaves a residue, they drop something on the counter, the table. It's not like it's dirty, right? It's on the table. It's part of the food preparation area. That's why they're cleaning it. You know, it, it would almost be better if they just dropped it on the floor because then you put that back on the sandwich or in the salad or whatever you ordered, and then you're eating that. You don't know you've been exposed to it. You don't know you've ingested it, so you can't really clean your mouth with water. You know? See what I'm saying? I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not being... Uh, or attempting to be absolute. I'm just simply giving an example. They say that most importantly, the symptoms and the effects, both acute and delayed, they say there are no symptoms, no symptoms of exposure. Yet they just told us if you get it on your skin, your eyes, you inhale it or you ingest it to wash your skin with soap and water, rinse your eyes thoroughly with water for 15 minutes, remove... um, yourself to a fresh air environment if you inhale it and if you ingest it clean your mouth with water Uh, but the symptoms there's no information available about the symptoms that's what the safety data sheet says the safety lecture continues note to physicians treat symptomatically which means hey doc I might have been exposed to Alkyl dimethyl ammonium chloride. Well, what's going on? Well, I'm having trouble breathing. Well, you probably have COVID-19. That's how it works. The safety data sheet continues. And by the way, that's actually a very important key part of tonight's show. Because if you were to be exposed to this chemical, aerosolized, you ingested it, something happened. I mean, it's all around you. So you're absorbing it in your skin. It's in your eyes and the air. You're breathing it in. It's all over the place. This is the main chemical that I've seen being used in grocery stores and retail outlets. And I mean, even like uh, 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 like buses, they've been using this to clean their buses. I've seen uh, bus drivers doing that or, you know, people out in public, they'll be using this to clean things in public. I, this is everywhere. Very, very toxic. This is just one chemical, but that's that's why I'm giving this information to you tonight. Because what happens is, Let's say you've been exposed to this continuously, consistently, and you start feeling poorly. You go to the doctor. You go to the hospital. You're having trouble breathing. 
you have irritation and inflammation. These are all signs of COVID-19. You are now a statistic. So, the safety data sheet continues. It tells us there is no data on the reactivity of the chemical. They say that the chemical is uh, it's, it's pretty stable under recommended storage conditions. If you store it just right, then it probably won't be hazardous. So let's just say that that was the case. You know, it's not hazardous if you store it right. Well, how many people are storing it right? I read this in the way that it's, I've seen it stored in places. I've seen people put it in, you know, windows at a, at a retail store. You're supposed to put it in places that uh, avoid direct sunlight. So I saw it in the window of a Goodwill. That's not avoiding direct sunlight. These are all really important things if you haven't realized that yet. Because even in the, the most precise and surgical conditions, this stuff is still highly poisonous. It is it's just a poison. It's not. I shouldn't even say a chemical. It's just poison. So the safety data sheet continues. And it tells us information on toxicological effects. There's no information available. Well, how the hell is that possible? But it continues. Delayed and immediate effects as well as chronic effects from short and long-term exposure. Reproductive toxicity. No information available. Now, you would think that if a 29-year-old guy like myself can pull up Ambient and dosed exposure to quaternary ammonium disinfectants causes neural tube defects in rodents, meaning that ADBAC and DDAC in combination are teratogenic to rodents, meaning that they cause reproductive problems and birth, uh, birth defects. And that was in 2017. That particular study was conducted. I'm sure that there are many others. And Alpha Chemical in five years has not updated their safety data lecture sheet. Don't you think that would be an important component to put in here where it says reproductive toxicity? No information available. We don't know of any toxicity. And that's how it works because they could have absolute information in every single case that they list here from germ cell mutagenicity to carcinogenicity from inhalation, eye contact, skin contact, ingestion, just raw information. Anybody can figure it out. It's poison. It's going to affect all these things. But rather than do that, which might deter purchase of the chemical, they just say no information available. Okay, well, there's information available. You just haven't provided it. It's like we're choosing not to provide. That's what it should say. We're choosing not to provide information to you. But there's plenty of information out there if you go look for it. But, hell, most people aren't even reading the box. They're not reading the safety data sheet. And they're not reading the bottle. Because COVID is everywhere. And we got to stop it. we got to spray things. we got to wipe things. Spray them again. Wipe them again. Spray them again. Wipe them again. And then take a big breath of that chemical to get the COVID out of your lungs, you know? It's like they said in, uh, was that sunny in Philadelphia? He's like, here, smoke the cigarette to calm down. It'll relax you. 
Smoke the cigarette. It'll suppress the toxins in your stomach. You know? It'll suppress the toxins in your body. I think that was the episode where Frank ate the, uh, Danny DeVito ate the apple. And his, and Mac, his friend, tells him, he's like, hey, those apple seeds are toxic or the apple skin is toxic and he s- spits it out or something. I think that was the episode. He's like, here, smoke a cigarette. It'll suppress the toxins <laughs> in your body. So that's what you really need to do. Of course, I'm being tongue-in-cheek. If you're, if, you know, if you're really that stupid that you, you think that, I'm sure somewhere someone has thought that. Like, what if I inhale the chemical? What if I drink the chemical? It could actually suppress COVID-19 in my body if I have it. I'm going to kill that virus. And you open up and you drink a big bottle of it. You know, well, somebody didn't somebody do something like that and then they blamed it on Trump. You know, if you're a moron like that, there's just as many Republican morons as there are Democratic morons, but a bunch of idiots. So you have two different kinds of things going on here. You have cleaning agents and you have sanitizing agents. Cleaning agents are like dish soap, detergents. They remove dirt, supposedly remove germs too, impurities. You know, there are ways to make clean cleaning agents, but most of them are just synthetic crap chemicals. And then you sanitize things, which are applied to cleaned surfaces. So you clean and then you sanitize. How many people are cleaning and then sanitizing? All I've seen is just consistent, constant, repetitive cleaning with the sanitizer. So they're not cleaning things off. They're just rubbing it down, rubbing it down, rubbing it down. The other thing about that that doesn't make any sense is if you actually read the, the, the instruction, it says that it leaves a residue anyway. So once you wipe things down, you don't need to wipe them down again and again and again. Because if you wipe them down and again and again and again, you're just using a lot of chemical. Why are you continuing to wipe it down? It leaves a residue anyway. Well, so, well someone else could have the virus. Someone could have, well, if they do, it leaves a residue, to, it should kill the virus then. That's not opinion or theory. I mean, it's based on th- th- germ theory, but I'm saying it's, it's, not, it's not based on a theory. It's like the chemical is, is manufactured to leave behind antimicrobial remnants that'll kill the microbes. So if that's the case, then you don't need to spray it every time somebody walks by the front door. Spray the front door down. Scrub it, scrub it, scrub it, scrub it, scrub it. Here comes someone else. Scrub it, scrub it, scrub it, scrub it. You got these people outside of Trader Joe's and other grocery stores with gloves and masks. And I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. The most disturbing thing about this is how much this resembles idiocracy. We have to clean things to keep us safe. Well, yeah, but you're cleaning with toxic chemicals that actually cause the very effects that you're worried about acquiring if you get COVID. So why are you spraying those chemicals? Because we have to protect ourselves against COVID. Yeah, but if you spray them, you're going to get sick. No, we're spraying them to protect ourselves against COVID. You, you, want, us, you want us to put water on the crops? You mean like out of the toilet? Well, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet. Do you even know what electrolytes are? It's what they use to make Brondo. What's Brondo? It's made of electrolytes. What's your store policy? Our store policy is you have to wear a mask. Well, what's that store policy based on? An executive order. Did you read the executive order? No. Do you know what it says? Well, of course you don't. You didn't read it. It says there are exemptions. Well, it's our store policy. Yeah, but what's it based on? Executive order. Did you read it? No. And it's just a circle. It's a loop. It's like a Mobius strip of ignorance. So you wipe things down, it leaves a residue. (laughs) 
it doesn't need to be wiped down again and again and again. But what does that do? You sell more chemicals that way, and it makes people sicker. You see how sick and twisted this game is? That's what it is. It's a game. And everybody's playing, you know, detective, quarantine, pandemic. They're playing hero, you know. I'd feel like such an asshole if I worked somewhere that they put a sign out front that said heroes work here. What do you mean heroes work here? It's like Bill Burr said about, you know, real heroes. And they call these like overweight, obese models heroes. He's like, what am I supposed to think the next time I see a firefighter carry like a baby out of a burning building? Am I supposed to be like, oh my God, you're like a fat actress who takes her shirt off to do a photo shoot to promote a movie she's in. You know? You're a hero. Suddenly, suddenly everybody's a everybody's a hero and essential. Nobody's playing this game. I don't want to play this game anymore. Do you want to play this game anymore? They just sell more chemicals, make people more sick, keep wiping things down, thinking you're making people healthier, making people safe, and then they never have any understanding of why it makes them safe. They just know that if they do it, that's the policy. And they don't question the policy because that's the policy. We don't question it, sir. It has electrolytes. And that's what they use to make Brondo. And why they use it? Because it's got electrolytes. However, you know, there are substances that you can use that are not as toxic or toxic at all in comparison to ammonium chloride or alkyl dimethyl ammonium chloride. Uh, That would include hydrogen peroxide. We'll get to that in just a second here. Mount Sinai Hospital. Selikoff Centers for Occupational Health. New York University School of Medicine. Quaternary ammonium compounds. We know that, according to this report, they cause and exacerbate asthma. Quaternary ammonium compounds, QACs, alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chlorides, or one type of QACs, that has been implicated in causing adverse health effects. Disinfectants have an important role in preventing the spread of serious infectious disease, they say, and they say the use of these disinfectants is not recommended, though, in homes or offices when there's no elevated risk of infection, or where plain detergents would be effective in removing infectious organisms. Hydrogen peroxide would be as effective. If you believe in all the stuff that you're told, then hydrogen peroxide is as effective. Exposure to QACs has potential to cause serious and preventable health effects. They include contact dermatitis. Yours truly had that, but I'm getting rid of it. Triggering of asthma symptoms in people who already have asthma or new onset of asthma in people with no prior asthma. Yeah, because it's extremely inflammatory. Hence, you have trouble breathing. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Well, take your mask off and stop spraying toxic chemicals. Yeah, but it protects us from the virus. But why does it protect you from the virus? Because it's got electrolytes. Eye and mucous membrane injuries from splashes or contact with mists. So that's if it's aerolized and sprayed. Of course, it's going to get in your eyes and mucous membranes. And that'll cause inflammation, redness, swelling, sneezing, coughing, choking. And those are all symptoms of COVID-19. Oral and gastrointestinal Injuries from swallowing solutions containing QACs. Well, no one's probably dumb enough 
to swallow like a a, a, a drink, you know, that's mixed with like QACs to prove a point or, you know, to be funny or something, to be stupid. However, it's going to be the residue on your food and it's going to be the residue on the counter that you touch and put your finger, bite your fingernail, something like that. It's going to be ingested in one way or another. You breathe in. I mean, you're basically ingesting it. You you breathe it into your lungs. It gets in your mouth. You take a bite of something. You swallow it. It's in your body. It's absorbed through the skin. Food services, they typically utilize QACs. And if you are exposed to it, you know, you got to seek medical assistance. This is what Mount Sinai, New York University say. Contact dermatitis. Three types of QACs used as antimicrobials have been reported to cause irritant and or allergic contact dermatitis. It's an irritant, so of course it's going to cause skin problems. It's a big organ. These QACs are benzyl alkanomium chlorides, didyl dimethyl ammonium chloride, DDAC, and NN didyl N-methyl polyammonium propanate, uh, propanate. Other QACs used as preservatives, uh, hand lotions and cosmetics, including Quantinerium 15, polyquantinium 9, and acetyl pyridium chloride have been reported to cause allergic contact dermatitis. QACs have been reported to cause irritant contact dermatitis through direct energy, uh, injury to the outer skin layers in exposed individuals, hence the problem that I had. And I had to do the research of a medical doctor without a degree and got a medical doctor to actually, you know, see what I was saying. He, my, the medical doctor I talked to agreed with me. Uh, it's poisonous. I uh, don't care if it has electrolytes. Contact dermatitis can be present in a variety of forms. Skin dryness, redding, chapping, and scaling. That's just dermatitis. And then you have things like, you know, skin is a big organ. And, of course, you absorb things into your blood through the skin. And uh, asthma is intimately connected to things like eczema. So work-related Asthma, occupational asthma, is defined as a disease characterized by variable airflow limitation and or hyper-responsiveness and or inflammation due to causes and conditions attributed to a particular occupational environment and not to stimuli encountered outside the workplace. Of course, you can get it in other places at home if you're using these kinds of chemicals. And, of course, if you have trouble breathing, (gasps) that's COVID-19. No, it's a chemical. Yeah, but it's it's what they use to prevent COVID-19. Do you even know what the chemical is? Yeah, it's used to prevent COVID-19. It's got electrolytes. Mount Sinai says, eliminating or reducing exposure. Use disinfectants only when necessary. That's not occurring, even if all of this was not true. Choosing safer substitutes. That's not occurring. Everybody's panicking. Let me get the most dangerous, toxic, carcinogenic, heterogenic chemical I can find to kill these damn viruses. Employee and safe work practices, when QACs are called for, nobody ever teaches you or tells you that. I mean, come on. But they have alternatives. Uh, to date, cleaning products containing hydrogen peroxide as the main disinfectant may be considered as equally or more effective disinfecting alternatives to QACs. They also talk about using alcohol, but it takes a little more alcohol to disinfect as when they call it, whether or not you're worried about that actual disinfection process. Then I have a document here from Ohio State University. And uh, if you want to look this one up, cleaning and sanitizing the kitchen using inexpensive household food safe products. And it gives us a chart. The safety lecture continues. 
It gives us a chart, and it says the list of items, the concentration, the temperature, the contact time, and then the, the supposed pathogens that it kills. Hydrogen peroxide, 3%, by the way, not a very, very high level. You can get food-grade hydrogen peroxide, much higher than that. Hydrogen peroxide, undiluted, if you have it at room temperature, you should spray it and leave it for about 10 minutes. If you heat it up just a little bit, up to 130 uh, degrees Fahrenheit, if you used hydrogen peroxide in this capacity, it would take about a minute to kill things like E. coli, salmonella, listeria, monocytogens. Basically, just use hydrogen peroxide. It's much safer and it works just as well. White distilled vinegar, likewise, works just as well. Undiluted, undiluted, room temperature, or 130 degrees Fahrenheit. But the the one that works the best is uh, hydrogen peroxide. So you could use hydrogen peroxide and not alkyl dimethyl ammonium chloride or any of these other chemicals that are so toxic. That is Ohio State University. All these articles... You can find for yourself, I've given you the headlines. Choosing safer products to clean and sanitize your home. The FDA's Code of Federal Regulation, Title 21. I mentioned an article from Reuters, ammonia used in many foods, not just pink slime. Mount Sinai, Selikoff Centers for Occupational Health, New York School of Medicine. Cleaning and sanitizing the kitchen using inexpensive household food-safe products. All of it right there and... Again, you're wiping things down. It leaves a residue. What does that do? You keep wiping things down. It just exacerbates the problem and the side effects, the skin irritation, the fevers, the diarrhea, the vomiting, the dizziness, the choking, the coughing, the sneezing, the wheezing, the trouble breathing. All of these things are the symptoms of COVID-19. And... If these are the symptoms of COVID-19 and we keep spraying and spraying and spraying, you're going to get a second wave and a third wave and a fourth wave and it'll never go away because these things are the real pathogens. This is what really makes you sick. Or to quote Don and David, authors of what really makes you ill, these are the things that really make you ill. Speaking of Don Lester and David Parker, Don was nice enough to write me a wonderful introduction to my food philosophy book, which is available on the website. It's updated. It has a lot of this information in it. It's $15 for the soft cover. PDF is also available. Free shipping in the United States. You can also find my book, Occult Arcana and The Technological Elixir. These books are available on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info and They support the show. When you buy one of the books, it's all self-published. There's no middleman. I do everything myself. If you have any questions, rdgable at yahoo.com, but it supports you, the show, and the network. If you'd like to access our archive, which is growing with great guests and timeless subjects, simply visit www.thesecretteachings.info. Click donate or subscribe. All you have to do is donate $35 through PayPal. The PayPal email is rdgable at yahoo.com. And you get access to the full show archive to download and stream every show. You'll also get a free copy of one of my books. 
That's right, a free copy of one of my books with your subscription. Check it out. Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, and stop using these toxic cleaning products.